0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
1: 18 plus. Welcome to the Love chat room. Radio. Radio. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the chat room, Joe from Germany. Ali J. And we have a guest in the chat room as well. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com. Click on Wendell Holmes' picture that will bring you into the show page and the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485 if you have a question or a comment for Wendell. Um, He is my guest today. He is a drummer, and uh, we will be talking to him about his latest release called Lewis Avenue and also his debut release called Above It All. Wendell, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz.
2: Thank you for having me. It's an honor. It is,
1: it is my pleasure. No, it is my pleasure for sure. Um, Wendell spent like three months in China. So that's what I really want to talk to you about first, because I want to hear all about this trip. How did you get to go to China to play?
2: Um, basically, a agent contacted me. Um, there are a lot of overseas gigs for musicians that are available, whether it be cruise ships or um, club gigs or casino gigs. And I went through an agency named Blast,
3: B-L-A-S-T.
2: Um, the the agent had been contacting me for a few years, but I never went. One, I never wanted to be gone that long because most of the contracts he would ask me about were six months to 12 months.
0: Mm. And
2: I never wanted to leave the States that long. One, I hadn't been out the states that long ever, mm-hmm. and two, you know, just feeling like I'm gonna miss an opportunity by being gone that long. But um, this past year I decided to go, and um, it was a great experience. Um, I was playing at this huge, um, casino named Venetian, just like the one in Vegas, except this one yeah. is the world largest casino. Um, There they have a a, a big club called Bellini, with a ten piece house band and um i was you know of course the drummer for the house band we played six nights a week there so wow everybody everybody from hong kong to pretty much a lot of the other countries will come there for entertainment uh throughout the week or even on the weekends when they're looking to get away and of course do some gambling so macau now- it was macau is actually the place i was in
1: okay Okay. Now, uh, were you like in a, uh, a jazz lounge or just a regular lounge Mm. or a showroom?
2: No, it was a big club, like a showroom. It was was a top 40 band. We did everything from old school to new school R and B to pop and everything. So it was a 10 piece band. So it definitely wasn't a jazz band or anything. So, and that's the thing. A lot of people don't know about me. I I play all styles of music. I don't Mm -hmm. just play jazz. I play everything. Um, you know from blues to reggae to r&b to gospel so you have to if you want to keep working
1: yes yeah, yes i did read that about you in your bio the different genres that you play and how you started to play the drums um i, I think we've interviewed like four other drummers um and you know they all started the same way banging on their mother's pots and pans in the kitchen and whatever else they can play on uh how did you really become interested in the drums
2: pretty much the same way um just most of us have the same background of growing up in church and Mm -hmm. and that was definitely my background just growing up in church i never was taught never had lessons in because i'm from a small very small town in mississippi named philadelphia so music wasn't really you know a big thing there. It was kind of like sports was a thing. So um, as a kid, I was just always into the drums. Um, Like I used to set up buckets and stuff on back of my dad's truck. And we used to have church on back of my dad's truck, you know, with the neighbors, because we had um, neighbors that had five kids. So we always just get together and just set up brooms and make guitars and stuff out of them and just basically have church. Um, There were a lot of drummers um, that grew up around me. So it was very hard for me to play as a child. So mainly most of my playing came from at home and I didn't really get serious about playing drums until college. Um, when I went to the university of Southern Mississippi, um, they had a gospel choir. It was the first year they were having a gospel choir and I hadn't played in years because I was so active in sports and I decided I was going to audition. Cause you know, drums was my first love anyway. So Mm audition, I I got the job and from there it went on to me meeting um, a famous guitar player out of Mississippi named Bastard Jackson. He's a famous blues guitarist. And he gave me my first secular gig. And that was actually the first time I ever played anything outside of gospel. And from there he taught me to, you know, start studying different styles of music and branching out away from gospel to expand my um, musicality, basically. So that's kind of how I really got started. So I didn't get serious until I was probably like 19.
0: Oh, and okay.
2: That's when I And that's when I started to learn that, okay, I can make a career out of this. It's, it's not just a hobby or something fun to do. Like I can actually do this for a living.
1: Okay. And what kind of sports were you playing um, before you went to the drums?
2: Oh, I played football, mainly football. I played every sport, like basketball, um, baseball, but throughout high school and college, I was a football player.
1: Mm, all right. So you are, how tall are you? Oh, you could have been, yeah. Basketball would have been a great <laughs> sport for you as well. Yeah,
2: I was too short to go play college though. Uh,
3: I didn't okay. really, I didn't
2: really play high school basketball. It was kind of like a thing. Cause you know, I grew up in the neighborhood where we, we had parks and stuff and it was just straight street ball all day. So I didn't okay. really get too involved in the high school basketball playing for, for several different reasons.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. All right.
1: Do you remember your first drum kit?
2: Um, yeah. I have pictures of it when I was a two year old. I don't remember the name of it. I don't even think they had names on them, but um, those are like, I guess, kid drum sets. But my first real drum set, I believe was a, Red CB Cushion or a CB 700, one of those. Um, my mom actually bought it from one of her co-workers that she worked with at the bank. One of her sons used to play drums, and she bought it from him. And they tried to sneak it in the house, I remember, for one Christmas, and I found it in the attic, just being nosy. So that was like my first real drum set.
1: And you said you never took any lessons, so you're basically self-taught. Yes, I'm self-taught. Okay. All right. Well, I'm on your website. You have a lot of nice pictures here um, of you on your drums. Uh, There is one particular picture I want to ask you about. It's a picture of you and the drum set look like in a garage. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a black car behind you.
2: Black car. Okay. Oh, that was a photo shoot. Yeah. That was here in Atlanta. That was that was a photo shoot I was doing for my first album.
1: Oh, that is a nice picture window. I like that one. I like Thank that you. picture it's a lot. Black, they
2: are, black, black charger, right?
1: I believe, well, I don't know the name of the cars, but um I saw this picture and I'm like, well, why is he in this garage with his drum set? Uh, a <laughs> really nice picture, but you know, I was going through your other pictures as well. And I used some of them. Um, there is a, uh, slideshow above the chat room. And so I used some of them for the slideshow and, um, the one, the black and white, the black and white pictures of you sitting near the drums, um, laying on your drums, a really nice photo shoot there. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. All right, let's talk about Lewis Avenue. This is your latest release. Um, Tell me about this one.
2: Um, Well, the title came from basically the the street I was brought up on, um, which is Lewis Avenue. Um, It took me forever to come up with a title, and, and my thing is I want to help put Philadelphia, Mississippi on the map because when people ask me where I'm from, and I say Philadelphia, they always assume Pennsylvania. When I say, no, it's Mississippi, mm-hmm. they like, I never heard of that. And I'm like, yeah. yes, it's a Philadelphia, Mississippi. Um, if if people have heard of it, they heard of the city from two different reasons. Um, one is this famous football player named Marcus Dupree that went to school in Oklahoma. They did a um, big movie on them on ESPN that um, I think it's called the best there never was or something like that so people recognize my city from either Marcus dupree or neshoba county which is where the mississippi burning took place so i figured i would name my my album lewis avenue so when people do interview me and and ask me about it i can relate back to where i'm from which is philadelphia to help People realize there there is another Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. Mississippi, and also help people realize that there are a lot of talent coming from where I'm from, whether it be athletes or up-and-coming musicians. I mean, up-and-coming musicians are coming out of Mississippi and pretty much from all different types of cities around there. Like, there are a lot of great musicians coming out of Mississippi right now. So I just wanted to bring awareness to basically where I'm from.
1: Now, Ali, in the chat room, he he wanted me to ask you: Have you heard of Meridian, Mississippi?
2: Yes, it's only twenty-five to thirty minutes from where I'm from. I go through Meridian every time I go home.
1: Okay, okay. Now, My dad um, in the school there. Ah, all right, all right. There you go, Ali. Thank you for the question. Now, I know that you are not the first drummer to release um, a CD, but are people surprised when they when you tell them that you have a CD?
2: Um, they were when I first released I mean, to answer your question, I'm not the first, but I'm I'm one of the I put it this way, most most drummers that have records out are most of them are are already famous, well established drummers, such as like a Dave Wickle or Dennis Chambers. Um, so until I put my record out, I don't believe there were too many um drummers that weren't heard of that have put out records. Um, there's another local guy in Atlanta, but of course he's famous. Um, Sonny Emery, he has put out several um, drum solo records, but I think I'm one of the first that put out one at, at the level I did it, you know, independently and, um, you know, being the guy that nobody expects put out a record. Mm-hmm. I think I was one of the first to do that. And Quite a few have came behind me and done it since then so yeah okay I, I don't know if that makes sense yes said, as yeah. far as, like the level of drummers that you know because before i put my first record out really nobody knew who i was you know mm-hmm. i was a working mm-hmm. drummer but i you know i'm not famous and you know i'm not touring with i wasn't touring with you know a lot of big artists so um i kind of start getting recognition once i put out the first record
1: and is that why you wanted to do it, so that you people would know that, you know, here here's window I am a drummer, um, and here's my music, listen to my play, my playing, the way I play?
2: Yeah, that was one reason. I mean, there were several reasons. Um, other reason was I just wanted to put out some great music, and I yeah. wanted, you know, because I, I noticed seem like jazz is kind of dying out i mean because all this R and new school pop and stuff is kind of taking over so i wanted to kind of pour back into the jazz generations and you know continue to put out great music that people may want to hear um of course with my name on it and uh, also to expose friends of mine that are great writers and musicians you know it was to give them more exposure also along with myself and um Also, during the time I put out the first record, um, things were starting to get slow. So I said, you know what, I'm going to put some music out to start possibly booking my own stuff as an artist or my own band because I didn't want to no longer sit around and wait for people to call me to play with them. So,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, the
2: idea was to open up doors for opportunities for me to work and be in control of, you know, my own gigs and tours and stuff. So...
1: I hear you. I understand that. I understand that. Okay. Well, let's take a listen to the title track from Wendell's new release called Lewis Avenue. And later on, I have two, uh, I have a pair of tickets to give away to see Will Downing on July 10th at Club Nokia in Los Angeles. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, here is Lewis Avenue. avenue the title track from wendell holmes jr newest release very nice wendell love the drum solo there at the end
2: thank you i love that song
1: (laughs) now who are are your band members
2: on that song um it's actually a drummer playing keys named gergo barella he's from um, europe incredible drummer he plays every instrument he actually wrote four songs on my new record. Um, on bass is Jeremy Taylor out of Atlanta. He's from Indianapolis, Indiana, but he lives here in Atlanta. Great bass player. Plays with a lot of people around town. Um, on guitar is another great guitar player out of Atlanta, Eddie Wright. Eddie pretty much played all the guitar parts on my first record and a couple of songs on the new record. So okay. um Yeah. Got some great guys in my corner. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate them for being a part of my record.
1: Now, when you want to rehearse, do you rent out space or do you play at home?
2: That I rent out where I practice. So if I ever need to do rehearsals, I can do them there. Or if I'm putting bands together for other artists, they usually rent out a place for us to rehearse. So, you know, it goes either way.
1: Mhm, hmm mm-hmm.
3: and,
2: and so don't rent out because i have a place
1: okay but i mean you're not but you're not practicing are you practicing at home you're, you're mostly practicing in a in a someplace else
2: yes someplace else i live in an apartment yeah. right now um i do practice okay. at home if i do it's usually on just like a rubber drum pad
1: ah okay okay so you don't get a lot of complaints from your neighbors in an apartment oh none, at, none at mm. all. okay all right, and what is your study routine in drums?
2: What is my what now?
1: Your study routine. What do you? Um, how do you? Um, you know, when you when you when you start to play your drums, when you're rehearsing and you're studying your music, how do how do you do that? What's your process?
2: Um, it depends on what I'm working on. If it's my music or music for another artist, um, usually if, if I'm learning new music for a new artist. I try to learn it just by constantly playing that music over and over, much as possible throughout the day. Whether I'm riding with it in my car, I'm listening to it while I'm at the gym, um, even around the house. Whether I'm, you know, cleaning up or cooking or whatever, I just continue to play the music and kind of get it in my head. And um, sitting down at the drums is the very last thing I do. I don't sit down at the drums to the music with the music till I feel like I know it well enough. Um sometimes I don't even sit down to the drums. If I if I listen to it and I know it well enough, I may not play it until it's showtime or, you know, even rehearsal or something. So I think that's the best way to learn, just continue to play it over and over. Until okay. it, you know, gets in your spirit. Okay.
1: Now, we have interviewed drummers Chris Scale, Ron Otis, Ricky Lawson, and Eric Valentine, and they all had a wood preference for their drums. Do you have one?
2: Not particularly, but I, I mean, I do like maple and birch. Those are the two most popular woods, I think, but I don't really have a preference. My thing is drum heads the right drum hairs and if you know how to tune you can make them sound like you want them to sound. So wood purpose is not a huge factor for me.
1: Oh, okay. Alright. So, um, Mike. Hey, Mike. How are you? Hey, guess, How's it going? Good. Meet uh, Wendell
3: Holmes hey, Jr. Hey, Wendell.
2: How's it Hey, how you doing, man?
1: This is uh, my right. co-host, Wendell. He's a little late calling in. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all good.
1: Okay, so let's talk about um, um, Above It All, your debut release. Uh, Tell me about that one. Yeah, tell me about that one.
2: Um, Well, my first record, uh, I I really didn't know what I was going to do, how I was going to do it, who was going to, you know, help me with it or anything. Um, The record, the title came from basically everything that I had been through, you know, the ups and downs of the industry and um. Um. You know, because I mean, every musician you go through um, times in your career where you get jobs, you lose jobs for whatever reason. You know, um, some people want to work with you, some don't. Whatever the case, it's just a lot of ups and downs. So that's where the title came from. It basically saying, above everything I've been through, I'm still standing. Um, God is still good. I'm still blessed. You know, I'm. You know, I'm still working I'm still doing my things so that's where it came from the title if that's what you're asking
1: okay all right that's that's good okay so it's called <laughs> above it all and um the song that I'm going to play from that is called smoky room uh tell me about this song and who's on it with you
2: wow there's a lot of guys on that song that song was actually written by one of my great best friends and mentor Jeremy Haynes, which is another drummer, incredible drummer, producer. Um he came up with that song. Um I kind of put together the guys that I want that I thought would be a great fit to play on the song. Um of course to fit the vision that he had for the song. Everybody's playing on it. I think there's um Ron James, which is a, a great sax player here out of Atlanta. Um, he's playing sax on it. Um, Terry Bradford, keyboard player out of St. Louis, Missouri. He's playing, um, main keys on it. Oregon is a friend of mine named Chris Crane out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Me and him, we go way back since college. Um, on bass is Jermaine Hall, which is another great bass player out of Atlanta. He has a solo project out also here. Um, of course me on drums. Um, trying to think is there anybody else seemed like kevin griffin is playing some some um scents or horn parts on the song also kevin griffin mm-hmm. is another artist here out, out of atlanta i think that's about it okay i can All right. remember off the top of my head
1: Okay, we're talking to drummer Wendell Holmes Jr. Um, his latest release is called Lewis Avenue. His debut release is called Above It All. You can find all of his music on his website, WendellHolmesJr.com. And this is Smoky Room from uh, the debut release Above It All. was smoky room from wendell holmes jr debut release above it all um ollie wants to know the band you played in the band you played with in china were they from the
2: usa some of the guys were some were from australia um a couple one guy was from canada and one guy was from um, South Africa. So they're they're from all different types of places. I have one thing to say real quick. Um, I yeah. apologize. I, I left out one important band member. I haven't done <laughs> this, this record is probably five years old and I totally forgot to mention one key player on that, that song, Smokey Room. Lee Sax is Mike Burton, which is a another great saxophonist here in Atlanta. He's out of Mississippi. He's one of my homeboys. can't believe I forgot to mention his name, but I want to to bring it to everybody's attention. That's Mike Burton playing lead sax. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> now, um, are there any female drummers that have inspired you?
2: Yes. There, there are a couple. Um, Sheila E., of course. Um, a jazz drummer named Cindy Blackman. Keratin mm. um, um, Carol, Carol, Carter. Caroline Carter, I, I believe her name is. I think that's her last name, but Carol she's another famous jazz drummer. She's definitely inspired me a lot. She used to tour with Herbie Hancock. So those three definitely have inspired me.
1: Okay. Um, there was a drummer, a female drummer, uh, who passed maybe three, two, three years ago, and I think her last name was Granger. Um, does that sound familiar?
2: It does, but I can't think who it is. That that last name does sound familiar.
1: Yeah, she was African-American and uh, she played in her father's band, I believe. Um, Okay. Yeah, and I I think her last name is Granger. And I tried to find some information on her online, but I couldn't find anything. Um, So I was wondering also if you had the opportunity to meet with her.
2: I don't believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right, Mike,
3: do you have any questions? Um, no, just, um, has a, well, I want to ask you, has a drummer, uh, how do you feel that it is, um, when you approach promoters, how, how do you feel like, you know, they, they look at you as a drummer that's trying to lead a band versus being a, a more of a front man, like a saxophonist or, you know, a, um, a brass instrument?
2: Um, it's definitely hard to persuade them and convince them because they're not used to us being in that road of leadership of, you know, a band leader or an artist per se and you know especially being a new artist it's definitely hard to um, get promoters to you know bring you on and believe in you and help you book shows so that's that's been a very hard task to accomplish um, trying to make that happen <laughs> so but a lot of more more and more drummers nowadays are becoming band leaders and and artists also so hopefully that's going to change where you know promoters will realize that and definitely start to give us opportunities you know to Mm. share the stage with some of the best
1: Mm -hmm. okay so joe from germany um the granger the drummer that i was asking about the female drummer her first name was diane Um, diane granger yeah and uh i remember um he's uh joe said that jared uh saxophonist jared was the one that mentioned that about her accident she had died in a freak accident they were saying and um yeah this is like two or three years ago
3: yeah and i could thank you easy. joe because
1: i yeah i could not remember her first name thank you joe diane granger yeah. so you know and i was wondering is, if you had a chance the to oh she, she is. is okay yeah yeah.
3: Yeah. Is area, yeah
1: yeah okay diane granger but, yes but i know
3: like um like 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 you were saying when you know um some guys are stepping out to the forefront now. I know that uh, Harvey Mason was just at the capital Jazz fest, and you know of course he's the drummer for a core play, but uh right. like you mentioned as well, you know you, you being a new artist that it would be kind of a hard task task because the fact that you know you don't you don't, you know Harvey Mason is Harvey Mason, of course, but you know uh right. if you you approach a guy saying you're a drummer and everything like that, that's gonna be a hard um but even still what now how, how are you with keeping the same band intact i mean i mean how how do you know how is that kind of being a drummer and trying to keep 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 the same guys intact or is that has that been a problem for you
2: well i'll touch on two things you spoke about for instance harvey mason i kind of did it the the backwards way um harvey mason got his name from playing with artists like Four a play. so he's already mm-hmm. well known so when he does a solo record and he goes to promoters, it, it's a lot easier for him because they already know who Harvey Mason is. Right. I kind of did my records the opposite way, trying to create a name, I guess per se, from my music versus already creating it from, you know, being with a, a major artist. Um, as far as band member goes, I use different people um, depending on the type of um, situation it is. You know, because like my, my both of my albums, I've used musicians from Europe to Africa to you know all over the United States. So depending on the the situation depends on who I call. You know, mm. if it's something locally, I you know there are guys here that are very capable of doing the job. If it's something internationally, you know, it just really depends. Um, so as far as using the same band members, I don't really. It's kind of hard to do that right now, because everybody is kind of floating around with different artists and different people so unless you you're working very consistently it's hard to have the same consistent band. Um, to work with you. So if that makes any sense.
1: Okay, um, a question from the chat room Kia Edwards would wants to know where do you vision yourself as an artist in the next five years.
2: I envision myself on on a world tour playing all over the world doing my own music. That's my goal, that's my dream, and that's my vision. And I believe it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time.
1: Yes, there you go. Thank you for that question, Kia. All right, I'm going to get back to another song from the um, Lewis Avenue release. I'm going to play Drummer Boy. Tell me about this one.
3: Drummer
2: Boy, of course, um, is well-known from the Christmas song, Drummer Boy. Mm -hmm. Um, This is just a remake of it in my own way. Um, The song was arranged by my friend Jeremy Haynes. Um, Anthony Crawford, great bass player out of Memphis, Tennessee, by way of Los Angeles, he's playing bass on it. Marcus Anderson, he's a sax player for Prince and also a solo, solo artist, he's playing lead sax on it. Um, Keys is Clarence Hill, which is a great keyboard player here in Atlanta, Georgia. He also has his own solo project with his own band, Four Corners, which is an awesome band. Please go check them out. And um, I believe that's it as far as that song goes. But it was was just a remake of the Christmas song, Drummer Boy. And, um, yeah, it's a very exciting and fun song for me to play. It's one of my favorites, actually.
1: Okay. All right. We're talking to drummer Wendell Holmes Jr. Um, His two releases, his new one is called Lewis Avenue and his debut project is called Above It All. Um, I'm going to play Drummer Boy from the Lewis Avenue release. I also have a pair of tickets to give away to see Will Downing on July 10th at Club Nokia in Los Angeles. If you will like those tickets, I will take the first caller at 646 716 5485. 646 716 5485. This is Drummer Boy. Right, drummer Boy from Wendell Holmes Jr.'s, Lewis Release, Lewis Avenue. Um, I have a question from Kia. She wants to know what would be your advice to those younger aspiring drummers and musicians?
2: My biggest advice to young drummers is find your own sound. What I've mm-hmm. noticed, there are a lot of great killing, incredibly talented young drummers but they're all a sound and a light. So even myself, you know, being an older drummer, I'm still searching and trying to find my own sound. The sound that sets me apart from everybody else. The sound that makes people want to call me for my sound and mm-hmm. not because I sound like the next person. So, and that's that's the great thing about the greats like Dennis Chambers, Dave Weckl, Harvey Mason, Benny Calhouni, people like that. They all sound different. They have their own unique sound and people call them for their sound so i think as the up-and-coming generation we have to focus on really figuring out who we are and coming up with our own identity and and our own sound
1: okay and to piggyback on that question uh, what are your tips to improve the hands and feet technique
2: that's another thing i'm constantly working on practice practice <laughs> practice a lot of hard work um, um i'm getting ready to start working on practicing on pillows, because that's been a thing that Dennis Chambers talked on his old video, series, Moves, to practice on p- pillows, which is a dead surface uh, with no rebound. Because I, I practice on pads a lot because it's easier to get to and it's just right there. And to be honest, practicing on pillows is very boring. But that's something I'm definitely about to dig into even more is practicing on pillows to develop my, my hand speed. Um, the only problem is, like Dennis said in the video, is once you sit on the drums your hands are moving so much faster than um, your limbs so you have to, you know, figure that whole thing out again, but just practicing, you know, starting out with the basics, the simple um, simple things such as singles and doubles and paradiddles, just, you know, starting slow and just building up your speed um, practicing to a metronome also for your feet, the same thing, you know That's something I'm constantly working on also, because you can never stop practicing those things, even the basis of singles, doubles and paradiddles, slams. So that's it. Just lots of practice.
1: Okay. All right. Thank you for your question, Kia. And um, all right. So I'm going to close the show window with the Mighty Philly song. Um, Tell me about this one.
2: Mighty Philly is basically named after my hometown, Philadelphia, Mississippi. Um, I played football and went to school at um, Philadelphia High School, which we're called the uh, Mighty Mm Tornadoes. So the title came from, you know, the Mighty Tornadoes and the fact that I'm from Philadelphia, Mississippi. Um, On that song, actually me and this keyboard player, Gary Sloot, came up with this song together. Um, he's actually playing all the keyboard parts on it. A great friend of mine, Scott Jones out of St. Louis, Missouri is blazing the guitar track on it. Um, a good friend of mine out of LA named Brandon, he plays bass for the new Genesis band and the Jackson 5. He's playing bass on it. Of course, I'm doing all the drum parts and the, um, the drum loop and that's pretty much it. Okay, right
1: now I have a question that's totally unrelated and it has to do with your phone number, um, which is personalized, it has your initials in it. How do you get that? Do you have to pay extra for that through the phone company to have that set up like that?
2: No, I believe <laughs> I did that number so long ago, I believe I did that through Google Voice, ah. um, and I can't remember how I set it up like that to be honest. I had a little help. <laughs> but that was about okay. 5 6 years ago. I think it's actually a California lump- number. Um, if you're talking about the 323 number, I believe, right? Yes. Yes, yeah, a California number. So, I okay. believe I set it up through Google Voice. I'm not I can't remember how I set it up with my initials, but I don't think I had to pay anything extra for it. Okay. I think- okay.
0: That's pretty yeah, cool. So- all and right. it's set up
2: to go it's set up to go directly to my um, Atlanta phone number also, which is a four oh four number. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know, either number you call, you get me.
1: hmm Okay. All right, cool. All right. I'm still waiting on the first caller to win ticket a pair of tickets to see Will Downing on July tenth at Club Nokia in Los Angeles. The phone number is All five four eight five. All right, Mike, do you have any questions?
3: no i do that's it
1: all right well wendell let everyone know where they can find you and your music on the web
2: i'm located on itunes cd Baby, amazon reverb nation spotify soundcloud youtube um of course my website i have a new website coming it should be up in less than a month it's gonna be a whole new look um new videos new of course, you know, music from both of my albums would be on there. Mm-hmm. Or you can purchase it from there and also listen to snippets. So I'm, I'm basically all over the place. Anywhere you can buy um, MP3s, any downloading sites, I'm pretty much there.
1: Okay. All right. All right. I have a caller, area code 678. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz.
3: Hi. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing? What's your name?
3: Um, My name is Kaya Dior.
1: Kaya Dior? Dior. 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 Okay. And are you calling for the tickets for Will Downing or to speak with Wendell?
3: Well, actually, I can do both. I would love to get the Will Downing tickets, but I would like to compliment um, Wendell Holmes on his music. I am a fan and um, I have both CDs.
2: Um, And Drummer Boy is actually one of my favorites. I saw that you played that.
3: So just wanted to say, Wendell, keep up the good work and I look forward to hearing more music.
2: Thank you. I will. Thank you so much for calling in.
1: Yeah. And I have your phone number here on my switchboard, so I will call you after the show and get your information for the tickets. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for calling in.
3: No problems. Bye bye.
1: All right. Bye bye.
2: All right. I was was about to text my LA people be like, hey, get these tickets. (laughs)
1: Um, Well, Miss Kaya is the first caller So congratulations to her She has the tickets to see Will Downing On July 10th at Club Nokia Um, That's going to be a great show So uh, definitely congratulations to her on that And thank you, uh, Wendell, for Giving us opportunity to speak with
2: you Thank you for having me, it's a pleasure
1: It's been our pleasure as well You have a good day And we look forward to hearing more good stuff from you
2: Thank you so much and God bless you
1: all right. Thank you. That was Wendell, uh, drummer Wendell Holmes Jr. His new release is called Lewis Avenue. His debut release is called Above It All. And you can find both on his website, WendellHolmesJr.com. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at the same name and on Facebook. All right, Mike, you have anything to add?
3: Um, Nothing else to add. I'm glad we got a winner for the tickets and everything. So that, yeah. that's a plus. So, yeah. All right. selected, we uh, Yeah, cool. Okay, and you want to mention the concert? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I'm so <laughs> but. But uh, August the sixteenth, we have the uh, concert with uh, Julian Vaughn, David P. Stevens coming up um, at the Waterford at Springfield, and uh, like the tickets are moving very very fast. I I, I kind of figured that, especially after the uh, Capital Jazz Fest weekend that uh, happened last weekend. So tickets have been moving very very fast this week. And uh, so you guys may want to jump on those tickets very, very soon because this show uh, looks like it will sell out. So, yeah, um, it's going to be a great show. All
1: right. And you can purchase tickets at TalkingSmoothJazzEvents.Eventbrite.com. You can also find the link on TalkingSmoothJazz.com as well uh, for those tickets. And there's also a meet and greet on Saturday, August 15th. Um, with Julian Vaughn and David P. Stevens at Kemp Mill Records um, as well. So come on out and hang out with Mike and I. I'm I'm in Las Vegas. Mike is in D.C. I will be flying in for the concert. I'm looking forward to it. So come on out and uh, hang out with us if you can. All right. All right, Mike uh let me thank those in the chat room joe from germany as always kia edwards ollie J. thank you all for your questions and for listening um you've been listening to talking smooth jazz with your host jazz queen and mike reynolds and we look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time from the lewis avenue release this is mighty philly have a great day everyone